will a strong uh, Singapore Premier League lead towards a strong national team? I mean, let's talk about, uh, let's turn the attention to the Young Lions. The Young Lions, this initiative has been around for almost uh, 15 years. And we've seen the Young Lions in the SPL. Um, maybe we can ask ourselves, what truly have they achieved in the last 15 years? They've not finished in the... I don't, they've not finished in the top three. That's that's how much I know. And even at the Sea Games, we still haven't been able to even reach the silver medal, which we last won in 1989. It's been 30 years. We are still struggling to even reach the Sea Games final. So, should we still keep the Young Lions together, or should there's been a lot of talk? Release the Young Lions back to the SPL clubs. Let the clubs take over their training, their welfare. You know everything like Colin. You have a say on this? Um, Having been a chairman or general manager of a former SPL club as well. I think the intention of having a young Lions in the very beginning uh, is very good. You know, um, especially towards the uh, goal 201, uh, sorry, towards our dream to play at the highest level uh, as a national team to yeah. groom them. I thought the idea is very good. But you see, they need to play with more mature players. They need to adapt to different environments. Mm. You know, as a team, this system is not just used by Singapore. Mm. Thailand, okay, this era, the whole team were trained in Europe. Uh, even Indonesia. I think everybody did that, but how come they are not doing it anymore? Mm. We have to ask that question. I think they need to grow as an individual and put them back, to, back together. I, I, for me, if I, for myself, uh, I don't represent anybody, mm -hmm. but I don't think I will let the young lion carry on playing the professionally. Mm -hmm. Give it back to the club. Let them have different experiences. You know, um, all of us have to grow up individually, then come back together as a team. But it I, I, I'll let the coach say first because <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, for, for me, it's a definite no. Uh, I've been a major critic of the Young Lions from way, way, way No, back. no as in release them to the clubs. Yes, release them to yeah. the clubs. As in not, not take part in the, the Singapore Premier League. And obviously, the objective is obviously like what you said, the development part and then group mm. them for the national team and stuff like that. My problem is, I don't think the objective has been met. You know, so if it hasn't been met for so many years, then it's, it's a failed project, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have that, that few little players that have uh, emerged, you know, yeah. Aris and, and all and these players. So, but my problem with the Young Lions is, you know, it's, it's momentum, it's a habit, it's a routine. You know, they are never going to win the Premier League. And obviously, that is not their goal. Obviously, that's, mm -hmm. it's never their goal to win the Premier League, right? It's mm -hmm. for development. Mm -hmm. But my problem is the, 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 the routine of losing games. It becomes a habit. You know, and like uh, like Colin said, uh, learning from great players, you know, the, the, the best foreigners, you know, when we obviously, when I started out in 96, 97, mm -hmm. we, for SCFFC, you know, we played with the, the, the players of the statue of Ragus and, and all these players, mm -hmm. you know, we learn from them, you know, we learn the, the hard way, you know, get uh, taking, they, they took the mickey out of us, you know, <laughs> the youngsters those back then, you know, so we learn and then we grew and we got better, mm -hmm. you know. And as for the young lions, they, they've been struggling in terms of results, you know, and, and it, it hasn't been working. And then when you keep on losing games, it becomes 
okay. Mm. It becomes okay. You know, yeah, we are a de- developmental team. It's okay to lose games. But it is not okay to lose games. Mm. You know, there is a line where, you know, you, you develop, but at the same time, you need to win games as well. You know, so I, I, th- I have a problem with the Young Lions project. But so I, I have not reached a, a point where I can decide definitive one the other because we are conducting an experiment that perhaps we need time to, to take fruit before we start. So I accept all the criticisms that have been made on the Young Lions, but I will offer um, another point of view. The fact that it's not working does not automatically mean the alternative will work better. Right? It could also not work. And then we really have a complex problem on our hands. So there are three things I would say on the, the line, Young Lions project. The first, the original idea of putting the Young Lions together was not unlike what Colin had said, was to get another 23 squad to play together for a long duration so that they understand one another so that when the transition comes to the SEA uh, Games, yes. it's actually quite easy. And most people will tell you familiarity with playing people does help. So that's the first. Mm. The second was playing time and opportunity. You know, two years ago, before we introduced age requirements, the average age of the SPL team was rising. Tampines Rovers had a team average age of 29 years old. We used to call it club dance army, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, 29 years old, prime. Yeah. Prime age. Prime age. How many? Prime. So then the yeah. question comes, is how many 23-year-olds were getting playing time? And it was almost zero. They were not playing the youngsters. Now, there are many reasons why that is the case, right? So for many of the European clubs, you play youngsters because you develop them, you save on transfer fees, you hopefully can get a transfer fee from them, but that's not really something that works in the SPL. We don't have transfers, mm. right? So you sign a player for one year, you develop him, and then somebody signs him up, all the development goes to that guy, Right? You could probably implement some compensation system that FIFA uh, argues. But again, that's not something that's prevalent. So people were not playing, teams were not playing youngsters. So without the Young Lions, the number of under-23 players participating in the SPL would be minuscule. So I can release them to the club. But if they don't play them, what's the point? Right? So that's the second uh, issue we had. The third issue is administrative. At least seven or eight of the Young Lions are national service. Mm. If we want MINDEF to release the players to play, I think it's easier to release to the FAS than to release to Geylang, Tempanese, Haugang. Right. So if you release them to the club, they won't play. MINDEF won't release. So we have a complex problem. It's not easy. Right? It's not easy. So. What would we like to see? I think if we... Well, the last one, obviously, is one of coaching development. Mm. You're a coach, mm. right? And under-23 players have a unique set of issues as a, as a, uh, to over-23 players. They're still young boys. Mm. They have lots of choices. Some of them are deciding to play, not to play. Some are deciding, you know, is schoolwork more important or is this more important? They are young people with choices and decisions. Again, unless we have good mentors in the clubs, mm. we may have attrition not only in just the standards of playing, but also in the, in, in the uh, uh, I, I suppose, that they whole development skills. Mm. So again, that's also another problem. So I think we need to put that all on the table and then start to decide, is the Young Lions project, do we really expect them to win? 
Is blooding them, you know, in the SPL, has it helped their development? Uh, you can say that, or oh, you always finish in the bottom two, mm. but has it developed the players? Uh, I will make the argument that just playing the SPL and getting the playing time helps. Uh, it is the only team guaranteed uh, that we have two strikers from Singapore. <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. right? So it is the only team that has two strikers always playing with Singapore. And because we have over HPL, we can even take a 26-year-old and put him and get, yeah. make sure he gets playing time. I, I'd like to chip in on this. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. let's talk about Sasi Yu in Gibraltar Crescent before the S-League started. <laughs> okay. We don't have a young Lion team in the league. Yeah. But what we did, we have intermediate team that play in international tournaments. Like we have the Philip International, you know. What, what I think that we should do, let them go back to their club. Mm. Then not just cater, we don't create, we have to create tournaments to, to expose them. The second team, the national second team, those days we call intermediate mm. or under 19 or 23. But you see, we, we are lacking of that now. You know, and putting young lions, playing day in day out i agree what sassy say you know you know even whether you're saying mindset but this mindset part they are losing so many games i'm not going to blame the coach too because they're developing players but here i am don't talk about footballers even a student my own child if he's keep on not doing well and say that i'm not doing well that's all that's the best of me how am i going to bring him out and say son there's another way, let's do it this way. Uh, I'm looking at something further. I mean, of course, of course we argue which one have the long vision. Uh, Young Lions been around for 15 years. Is it the vision that we have tested? This is the vision we have tested so many times. And of course, if the team gonna stay, if the team gonna stay, I agree also, I support, but let's find a proper solution and move forward. I, I think this playing time issue uh, the, the, the youngsters getting playing time is a, is a cause and effect issue because of what happens way, way below, right? Now, I, I just want to talk about the playing time for the young Lions. Mm. Now, I, I've been doing commentary for the past few years as well mm. in the S-League, uh, in the Singapore Premier League, last, uh, especially last season as well, mm. doing quite, quite a number of young Lions. Now, in their team sheet, there's about 30 players. Mm. Team sheet, 30 players not like the other teams, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they've got a set of 30 players at any one time 11 can play. Mm -hmm. Seven on the bench, 18. Now, you've got 12 players up there sitting in the stands, mm -hmm. right? Now, I think that debunks the myth that you are giving them playing time. What happens to the 12 of them? You know, those 12 players are not playing. And, and as, as I go along the season, I see the same, maybe not same 12 players, maybe uh, we have eight and nine between them rotating always up there in the stands watching the game. So they, yeah. they've not given playing time. So I agree with you. Yeah. If it's, yeah. a, it's reducing the team to uh, 22, I agree. Yeah. I think that's a, probably a good suggestion. And release the eight, maybe they have more playing time elsewhere. You know? and, and going back to the cause and effect thing, right? Now, I think maybe we are just jumping yeah. ahead in, in terms of whether this is a developmental league or not, right? Now, why we are why we are imposing this under twenty three rule, right? To have them to play in the league is because of what happened below. Now, if a proper uh, youth system has been set up at all clubs, mm. 12, uh, 10s, 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s, naturally, the good players will rise, mm. the the cream will rise, and then you don't need this under twenty three rule. They will play. They are good enough because of your 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 brilliant youth development program that you have at each club. You will play. 
If you are good enough, you will play. You don't need to be 23. You don't need to be 26. You don't need to be, you know. So, so I think it is from way bit below. But now I'll come back to the question. Nice in theory. We started yeah. the S League like this. Yeah. Why didn't it work? Oh, I later we talk about S League. Why Why do clubs not have a good 12, 16, 18? So that's another good question to ask, but I'd like to hear the opinions. Yeah. No, I think I beg to differ. S League started 1996, it was a huge success. That's where the generation of Fundy, Malik, David, going to retire. Which was the next generation? Manhorn, Tong Hai. You know, all this start coming up. It was developing. After that, Indra Shadan, Alam Shah, it was developing. But the development stopped when the merger came in. Um, what merger? The, the FAS and S League. Because S League is a private property. Uh, it's a that took place two years ago. Mm. Sorry? Yeah, only two place two years two ago. Two years ago. Mm. But my understanding, when uh, the late Mr. Kwetling Ju mm. and uh, Mr. Patrick Ang stepped down, and the whole thing started to change. You know, it seems like to me, S League report to FAS. Mm. To me. Okay? Now, I think we have some glory time where the stadium was. Oh, but I, I think we need to be specific, not just reporting, but what changed? Yeah, this is why I want to ask what, what changed? changed. Yeah, exactly. If, if, is if it the lack of leadership? Has, if the reporting line has changed, is it lack of actually changed? Is it lack of leadership? Because when the two person, <coughs> Mr. Ang and Mr. Quack, involved, they are very established businessmen. Mr. Ang is a passionate football management guy. You know, both persons are business-minded and they actually give something new and different to football in Singapore. Now, after five years, six years, seven years, now what happened? I also want to ask, because by then I left Singapore football, but what I can see, what I saw was, okay, let's cut budget. You know, um, you know sponsor not coming in, let's cut budget. Of course, sponsorship problem is an international problem. It's just not Singapore problem. Any country that want to do football, after a cycle of five years, seven years, ten years, we will have sponsorship problem. Likewise, F1, they keep on changing. I mean, they have to beg for sponsor too. So my point is that I think S League and FAS is completely different skill set to manage these two organization. You know, it's one is a league and one is FAS is a national interest. It's just like England. Just in many countries, it's the same. So, Colin, you're making you're calling, you're making a very uh, uh, critical uh, criticism. So, what you're saying is, we privatize the SPL, uh, all problems will be solved. No, I'm the right person to lead. So, you're saying it's a leadership issue. Yes, I disagree with you. Completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course. No, okay. Okay. But no, no, it's not of course because I'm not changing. I'm just going with the facts. So, the facts is are, are these, right? Singapore is very fortunate that its only professional sport is soccer. Mm. We are in a blessed position. But we also have to humbly admit that this is due largely to funding by government. Okay? So the quick question we ask ourselves is this. Can professional soccer be commercially viable in Singapore? I think that's the first question we all have to ask. Very good question. Yeah. Can it be an industry? Can it be an industry? So, if you have sit down and you work out budgets, right, you will realize, right, that the numbers don't add up. 
So let me ask some questions. Mm. What do you think mm. is the budget of Liverpool Football Club? Mm. Give me millions of dollars. Uh, I Ball think billions. No, it's not billions. It's about 400 million US dollars, right? A year? A year. Okay. What do you think a budget of a J-League club, a top J-League club would be? About 50 million, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You come down to ask, if we wanted a club to even be a J-League standard, it's 50 million a year, you know? I have eight clubs, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, where do I get 400 million, you know, in Singapore? Let's do it a fraction, let's do it 10. Where do I get 80 million in Singapore? I think there was one stage our club had at least 3 to 5 million. Together no. with sponsorship. Yeah, together with sponsorship. I'm going to ask, what did they use this 3 to 5? Precisely. You see, this is back to leadership. No, I'm, so not just talking about, right? I'm not talking about the FAS, I'm not yeah. talking about a uh, uh, chairman of uh, uh, S-League, yeah. but I'm talking about the club management. Yeah. Do they know how to use it correctly? Do they have the network to hire correctly? This, mm-hmm. this is the issue that we are facing now. But then I don't run the clubs. The clubs run themselves. We appoint the, the chairman. Mm-hmm. The chairman have to do it, right? So unless you're saying that you know we dictate the clubs how no, they we do, can't. we can't, right? We so can't. clubs are run are run the way they are. So even if five million, then the question it sponsors and everyone asks, okay, what has been done? So you say it was a success, but mm-hmm. was it a commercial success? No. No. It still required a lot of assistance, right? Was it a national team success? So, you know, that's the issue, right? So, so you see, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a money person, yeah. but at, right at the get-go, I did this. Mm. It yeah. basically goes, goes back to this, right? Yeah. The, the, the clubs are running on their own. Obviously, they get seed money from FA and, and mm-hmm. Sun. They can't depend on that, right? Who gives you money for free, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just depend on that. So, you got to go out there and do it on your own. So, it's a club, club issue now, yeah. right? So, now this to work. Youth development, again, now I'm going back because I'm not a money person, I'm a football person. Mm-hmm. As a coach, I want my under-10s, I want my under-12s, I want my under-14s, I want my under-16s, I want my under-18s, all the way up to under-21s, in a club. Mm. Right? Which you don't have the budget. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach, this is what I want, right? Mm-hmm. From way, from way, from way, uh, under-10s, all yeah. the way to 21s. And then at each level, I get the proper coaching done. Where am I going to get my facilities? Yeah. Right. So it is a system problem. It's a system problem. It's a, it's so complex that it's because you don't actually raise the right points. Yeah, and you don't own the stadiums. The clubs you don't, don't own the stadiums. Yeah. Like and points. you can't blame FA or yeah. SNIC for not giving them money. How much do you want them to no, give? I think the, so I think, it's a, it's a, I think the question is: Should the league be privatized, and should the FA be the FA? Like I, like, okay, like uh, English uh, FA and let, let me pause. Mm. Who will take it on? Yeah. If you say privatize, I'm already told you commercially yeah, it's, it's tough. Not, it's not Who will take it on? This is what I'm I'm trying to say. Do we have somebody have the ability to make it happen? We haven't I don't think so it's my, been, my, my, I don't think it's been put out yet. And you know, there's uh maybe maybe you never know. One of our Okay, uh real I, estate. I was reading about this and again yeah. it is an apple and orange thing, right? Yeah. Uh I'm talking about Germany, right? And again, we can't compare in yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of money, in terms of what, what, what we can compare is in terms of what they had in terms of mindset and yep. attitude, right? Mm-hmm. So in 2000, they, I'm, I'm sure you know, 2000, mm-hmm. they dropped out of the uh, uh, Euros yeah. group stages. Mm-hmm. 2002, they lost to Brazil in the final. Yes. And then there was a major revamp in German football, 
right? And Klinsmann came on board. Yes. Yeah. So there was a major revamp, and they had this uh, uh, talent identification scheme. They set out so many bases and whatever. Mm. But what they did was also what was interesting was they imposed it on a club. Right. Mm-hmm. Certain mm-hmm. Uh, certain things were imposed on the club that if you don't have this, 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 you are out of the the league. Yeah. The the Bundesliga or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that is an example, right? But can it work here? You can't. Can you impose on a club that okay, you if you don't uh, satisfy these requirements, then you are out of the league. Mm-hmm. We are already struggling. We are in danger of not having ten clubs in the league. Yeah. So can we do that? Can we? You know. So th- those are a little bit of uh, an example of how the German did that. But obviously, can we do that here? You know, mm-hmm. impose mm-hmm. on a club. Because I think seriously, every club in Singapore, in terms of the local clubs, forget about the Bruneis and all, you need to have a proper youth structure. Yeah, we got to round up this particular SPL issue mm. now. If we will go on for another two hours, just one quick question: Should the the young lions perhaps riding on what he said earlier about in terms of developing, uh, you know, into more aggressive players and maturing, should they maybe play abroad, take the whole team, play in the M League, for example? How we had the Lions twelve. I mean, the first two years we saw the Lions twelve. Okay, first thing we are not invited. So yeah. <laughs> very difficult to say. You want to play the M League? In fact, we were asked to leave. <laughs> so very hard to say yeah. that you want to. Yeah, but that, that was five yeah. years ago. Maybe you know things have changed. Maybe the FAS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Sassy, do you? No, but how do you expect our players to develop? No, no, so 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 pause. First, first of all, I think there are few few uh, streams here, right? Um, I think it's important that exposure to elite competition is there, and I, I agree with you. You are pushed by your geographical mm. thing. The argument why Europe has developed so much is because talent moves across borders very easily. Coaching talent. Management talent, player talent moves very easily. We are not in a region that actually does that quite easily. It's beginning to see that players going to Malaysia, going to Thailand to play. So that's one form of actually getting the ecosystem to actually work together. Mm-hmm. For a national team, exposure to good competition is important. A great example is how uh, Qatar has done it. Mm-hmm. So Qatar, uh, for their youth, they have invited uh, Manchester United to come for residential camps, uh, Barcelona youth team, Bayern Munich youth team. So they play over the summer consistently with European talent mm. at the top level, right? But that costs a lot of money. So you need to make an argument that, and not only that, you can't do it one year. You got to do it for ten years, mm. right? Seriously, right? You got to do it for ten. So that's the kind of commitment that Singapore needs to make if we want to make this happen. We need to make the argument. Okay, it's not an easy argument. Right, because the argument will come: why soccer? Why not tennis or bowling? That's been yeah. given so much, you know, and sailing, and and you know, they've mm-hmm. given all the medals. Why should I invest in soccer? Should we consider bringing back the other local clubs that have been out of action? Woodlands Wellington, Gombak United, Tanjung Pagar. Maybe because of the, I mean, we're not sure how the, what the. I think maybe you probably have a sense of what the average attendance is at every SPL match, but. Now with the you know the rules that kicked in last year where the clubs are sharing the home stadiums and maybe the now we don't even have a representative in the north. I stay in the north. I stay in Woodlands. I used to support the Rams for the last you know twenty odd years. You don't even have Sembawang Rangers either. So should a concerted effort be made to bring the local clubs back? And you never know that might rejuvenate the local supporters to come back and support the SPL. Firstly, Singapore's not that big, so mm. forget about your north and whatever. Mm. 
Okay, that's one. Number two is, can they stand the heat? Gomba has come in twice, mm. left twice, right? Mm. Uh, Tungbaru as well, I think, uh, then they changed the Tungbaru, yeah. right? So Woodlands has, uh, has gone up. So it's it's not about getting him, getting them in and, and, you know, for the sake of getting it them mm. in. Okay, numbers doesn't, doesn't uh, uh, you know, matter in terms of uh, you know if they come in it doesn't guarantee you for uh, the, 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 the increase numbers, in the attendance yeah. it doesn't yeah. guarantee you anything okay. you know so if they, they if they come in so be it but they've got to be really financially stable you know which they weren't that's why they were they are out in the first place mm. you know so it, to to me if you are good enough you 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 are financially uh, stable then get in there but then you know to me it doesn't matter okay I I don't think. Uh, yeah, I agree with what you say, but the most important thing is still the whole professional league need to have a national agenda. Mm. The purpose of this league has to be very clear. Mm. What do we want to achieve three years from now? And so you say put some young players, you know, what do you want to see five years from now? Somebody will have to execute it. So let me take Colin's point and put my own view across. Mm. I, and this is my personal view, so I don't speak on this in FAS. Mm. I've looked at the numbers and I've studied leagues abroad. And I think the correlation between having a super league, right, the tier one league, and uh, a good national team is actually quite weak. Mm. So I don't think the Eredivisie in Holland would be regarded as a tier one league. But Holland is a tier one team. Mm. Belgium say, mm. right? Iceland doesn't have a great league. They're top 30 in the world. Right? So I don't think the correlation is very strong. It is where your players develop. I think that's quite critical. Um, I think the national SPL should be an avenue for young Singaporean talent to develop. And that's my view. Okay. Right? Uh, it's not the view of everyone, but that's my view. Uh, and if that's the case, then we should be very focused on making sure there are opportunities for talented young Singaporeans to play at the national at the highest level and to be spotted by talent scouts to play in even higher leagues. Mm. We don't have to be a tier one league. We can't even afford it. It's not possible. We cannot afford 50 million a club to even be a J League standard. So let's not even try. Mm. But let's be a very, very good feeder league. A good feeder league? Yeah. To professional leagues Tier 1 leagues elsewhere. And that's what I really, I, I want it to be. I want people to come to Singapore and say, there are good young talent here. Then come to the league, scout, bring them to maybe a Tier 3, a Tier 2 or Tier 1 league. Okay. Let's address another uh, issue, foreign talent. If you all recall, former coach, uh, <coughs> Reddy Abramovich, in 2004, 2003 when he came, uh, the national team, experienced a couple of losses and then finally he did get onto the winning track. Uh, it also helped that at that point in time we had the foreign talent scheme in place where a few uh, players like uh, Abu Kashmir, Itmi Dixon, Faruddin Mustafich, Shiljai, all in that period they became naturalized citizens. And what happened? That helped the national team go on to win the Suzuki Cup which is the premier event of uh, this region and they won it three times, 04. 06 and 2012. Since 2012, that was the last time we won it. 2014, when the former national coach Bernd Tanner made the decision to drop all the foreigners, from 2014 till now, former coach Lee Sundram as well, we've not been able to advance into the semi-finals and we've not had any 
foreign talents. So my question to you guys is, starting with Colin, should we revisit the foreign talent scheme? Uh, I think this is a global situation now. Everybody wants foreign ta talents. But you see, when I'm very blessed because that year when I was with the national management, uh, we won the Tiger Cup, 100% mm. Singaporean. And that was a time where Fandi David Malik retired and all the new generation appeared. Yep. They took over. Yep. But that need a transition. Mm. You see, um, with regards to foreign talents, I think we need to learn from some countries. You know, don't just take in for the sake of taking in. Mm. You know, some of the foreign talents are, are not even better than local players. You're actually depriving local talents of a place to play. Um, what country should we learn? Look at Japan rugby team. Mm. You know, seriously, Asian physique to play rugby and to beat Ireland and things like this. Mm. Yeah, but they have talents. They use very quality, three to four good talents. Likewise, their football team. Mm. I mean, recently I saw Southeast Asia, everybody start to bring in talents. Uh, I don't want to mention which country. We, we know. I yeah, think we know yeah. They are not going anywhere. They are not going further. When we had foreign talent that year, I was expecting us to be top eight, top six in Asia. We can't be saying that going around Southeast Asia is our aim. You know, that's how I feel. We need foreign talents, but let's do it correctly. Okay, Shasi? Yeah, I think he hit the nail or the nail on the head because it has to be done correctly. Because of all the F, uh, FTS players, mm. I think only Mustafa is behind, left behind. And yeah. I think he's with Tampines and he's doing well here. Very good person, good coach, good player. What has happened to the rest of them, right? So it has to be done properly. And I, I think Arsene Wenger said he, when he looks at players, he doesn't look at passports, right? If you're good enough, yeah. if you're good enough, obviously that is in a club situation, right? But here, national-wise, you have to do it properly and uh, maybe you, they have to play from a certain age before they get there you know and uh, all these are the nitty-gritties of the, the rules and, and what have you mm. to me it's okay to have a uh, foreign talent scheme you know but has to be done properly if it helps you it helps you you know everyone is doing it everyone in the world you know not only in football in, in, in the world champions Exactly. Yeah. Badminton too? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone is doing it. So it is not... It, th these guys who play, you know, in badminton or whatever, they don't come here just to be a Singaporean just to play, right? They've yeah. been here for many years. So if it is done properly, I don't have any problems with that. So uh, this is the first time I have a chance to tell you about Go 2010 and why probably it didn't work, right? Mm -hmm. um, so foreign talent to boost the, the performance of a national team is obviously a one way to go. But that competitive dynamics, everybody will do it, yeah. right? And so now you have a competition of which foreign talent you get, right? So let's imagine, for example, the 10 Southeast Asian countries, everyone hunts for foreign talent, right? So then the question comes is, why do you join Singapore, right? Why do you join Singapore? So it can be because you love Singapore, you have some attachment to it. It can be because I pay you better, but that, was the that is the competitive dynamic that exists now. Both of which doesn't really resonate very well with me, right? I mean, I, I suppose other Singaporeans, I don't care. I just want a winning team. I'd like you to play for Singapore because Colin has mentioned it as a start. Because there's a flag on your on your, your heart, right? And I want to play for that flag, right? I will tell you first of all, there are countries that outperform themselves where the players don't actually get very much money, mm. right? Uh, 
I was very amazed by Chinese Taipei. Chinese Taipei ranks above us, Taiwan ranks above us in the football ranking. And when I met the GM, I asked them, how much do you pay the players? They get an allowance of $500 per match. That's all they do. Wow. Okay. Most of them play in the Chinese Super League, right? But they come and play because they, uh, their argument is you profile yourself on the international stage with your national company, a country for people to pick you up. Mm. But I like to think that they play for Taiwan because they love the country too, right? So I don't want players playing because of the money. I only play because of pride. Yep. This is Singapore, you know. I'm not saying money is not important, but, you know, I only pay for pride. So the question is, does that foreign talent have the pride, you know, to play for us? The second thing is, obviously, if you take it to the logical extreme, and you, foreign talent was unregulated, every country will feel a Brazilian team, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Now, FIFA realized this. So FIFA has put severe re, uh, regulations on naturalization of talent, amongst which you have to have an association with the country for five years. Mm. It means that you have to be resident in the country before you actually uh, um, take up the citizenship or have a grandfather or grandmother mm. that has roots in here, mm. right? So that a long way around. So that has severely curtailed, right, uh, the, the introduction of foreign talent. If let's say I take a 23-year-old, by the time I can make him play for Singapore, he's 28. Now I know Alex Durich mm. continued playing under his 37 for Singapore, yeah. but that's very rare, right? So that's again another curtailment. So I would rather spend most of my attention saying, look, we're a small country, we're organized, we can produce our own players. Mm. Any foreign talent coming in will supplement it, but he's got to have the heart, a heart of a Singaporean. Mm. And that, that will be the way I am right. And I think you brought up Jurich, I think it was Daniel Bennett who's already now set a new record at the age of 39, I think, when he was still called up mm. for the Lions. Yeah. yeah. So, Kudos to both of them. 